I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Denmark. She works as a business architect at Alpha People. She received her first MVP award in February 2022. Outside of work, her words, she spends time with her little troublemaker son and husband while trying to squeeze in some knitting and crocheting. She loves traveling, discovering new and exciting places in the world. You can find her on Twitter at Vivian Tiemann and her website at vivian.tiemann.com. Welcome to the show, Vivian Voss. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. <laughs> Excellent. It's good to have you on the show. I always love talking to people from Denmark. I've got two nephews that live in Denmark um, with their mother. And, uh, well, they're not, uh, they don't live with their mother anymore. One's in the military and one's in uh, in media. Uh, they're actually grown up guys now. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, and I've loved my time visiting Denmark. But first of all, before we go there, can you unpack for me Vivian Tiemann? Because um, uh, I got so confused with your name, Vivian Voss is on the name, but your Tiemann is the actual handle. Yeah, well, things happen when, when you get married. <laughs> uh, Vivian Tiemann is actually actually my maiden name. Uh, I'm originally from Estonia. So the, uh, having the name Vivian Tiemann was actually when I started getting into community. So that was when I created the website and my Twitter handle. And then when I, then I got married, changed my name uh, and thought, okay, we'll use the same one. And then ever since been thinking that I should probably change it <laughs> because every place I'm like, wait, your name is Vivian Foss. Why, why is that name? So, so you get to explain it a lot. But I actually think it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like it. It's it's good. It's different. So it's it's not a good conversation you do, piece, right? Mm. It is. It's a good style, at least. Yes. Tell me about what you do when you're not doing IT related things. So tell me about uh, oh, the three Fs: food, family, and fun. Wow. Actually, I was about to answer when I'm not doing IT, then I'm volunteering in IT. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, food, family, and fun. I love food. I love cooking, especially if I have a recipe in front of me. Uh, then it usually turns out the best. Um, uh, we're usually trying to make uh, food with, together with the family. It's gotten really, really busy recently. So enjoying the few moments that we can spend as a family of uh, of three 
Uh, my husband is a developer and I'm working in IT. So we're both also having our job as our hobby. So we're taking the small time that we have to other things. So that's kind of what we have figured out cooking would be good for. Uh, and uh, our three-year-old son, he uh, he's kind of getting more interested in the fact of what is it that the mom and dad are doing at the kitchen at once in a while. Not always the safe option to have him there, but uh, trying to always a learning moment, I see. Uh, also, when we figure out the, that there's some stuff laying around, it's like, oh, yeah, you should not touch that part. Uh, so, so, yeah, we're taking the whole food and cooking experience also as a family time. So otherwise, as fun as already you mentioned, I love traveling. It has, of course, been a bit handicapped the past few years now. Uh, but I did that a lot before. I also like to combine it with volunteering. I was a volunteer at the Rio de Janeiro Olympic Summer Olympic Games in 2016. I got to experience beach volleyball at the Copacabana Beach. Could not be a better place to do that. Uh, it was completely amazing. Uh, and then I wrote a book about it. So I like to push my boundaries. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, so yeah, I, I've tried to find new things I haven't tried and then I do it, either fail or succeed. But then I can say I've tried it. I love it. I love it. Wrote a book. That's incredible. It's a lot of work, right? Oh, yes. Uh, at, the, at the moment, I think it's the halfway point when you figure out, is there a reason why I'm doing this? Vivian, why did you say yes to that? Uh, but the moment you actually have it published, the moment you can see it in your, in stores or someone actually willing to pay money for it, it's, uh, it's a really great feeling. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about Estonia. Is that where you said you came from? Born and raised in uh well, born in Tartu, which is the southern part of Estonia, but uh, primarily most of my my 20 years that I lived in Estonia, I've been living in the capital Tallinn. It's a very nice country. It's uh, almost the size, size-wise, it's similar to Denmark. People-wise, in Denmark, you have around 5 million. In Estonia, you have 1.3 million people. Uh, very different. Lots of nature, uh, trees. And we have Wi-Fi everywhere. <laughs> it's one, po- one point of uh, that we attract people, uh, that Estonia attracts people, is the fact that you can be in the middle of the forest enjoying bird sings and animals and then, oh, yeah, I'm connected to Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, so, that's, uh, so that's that's pretty pretty nice. Uh, we actually got married in Estonia, uh, in southern Estonia. So I also got to bring... Uh, the Danish family over to Estonia to show where I come from, and uh, and they are absolutely loving the nature and the the people in Estonia. So it's always a good thing to show other people from other countries uh, the origins and and where maybe from a country that people haven't been visiting yet. So there's there's a lot of yeah prejudices uh, or uh, ideas of how a country is. And uh, and it's good to see that people are like, wow, moment. How long does it take to get from Denmark to Estonia? As in, like, is it one? Is it a direct? Is it a direct flight, or is it multiple? You can get the direct flight from Copenhagen to Tallinn, which is around one and a half hour, uh, not that long. Uh, or you can take the adventurous trip, uh, where you take a car uh, or by land transport, so through Germany and Poland. And the Baltic countries, which will 
Well, we managed to do it in one and a half day, uh, but that is then driving most of the time. We did actually have one night when we were sleeping next to the trucks. <laughs> uh, very, I'm not sure if you call it safe feeling between them, but uh, but it was uh, very adventurous, I would say. I bet, I bet. Tell me about Alpha People. And the reason I ask is, you know, I've been working in uh, Dynamics since 2003, so quite a while. And, Alpha, and, and, you know, I'm based in New Zealand, but through my career, I've seen the name Alpha People pop up time and time again, more in all in Europe, actually. Tell us, a, just give me a bit of a background of Alpha People and particularly what they do in the business application space. Yeah, well, Alpha People is uh, originating from Denmark. It was founded in Copenhagen, uh, and then it has kind of spread all over the world. Uh, we have offices in Europe, Germany, and Switzerland, and uh, UK as well. And then there's also huge uh, yeah, presence in the Southern America, uh, where where they actually have kind of their own company, and it's actually one of the biggest dynamics houses that there are. In, in Southern America. So that is, it's overall a huge company. In Denmark, we're actually trying to recreate the team, uh, starting from scratch again with the business applications, uh, building up an FNO team, uh, our sales team, and trying to just approach it from another angle, uh, getting, uh, yeah, very amazing people that, were, that have actually been working with business applications for the past 10, 15 years, uh, getting on board and actually working together, trying to break the silos of uh, which is the FNO and the sales part. I, I think that is actually pretty amazing. I've also, yeah, full on dynamics, uh, CRM <laughs> and marketing myself, but actually getting to work and uh, hear about how people work with FNO or on the ERP peace side of things is actually really, really exciting. Uh, and also to get to work together without having to kind of put yourself in a box saying, no, no, I'm not touching that area. That's ERP or so it's, it's a great, great approach, I believe. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean, because my entire career has built, been built around the customer engagement products. And, um, and very much, you know, started off in CRM space, and of course, power platform now. But in my current role now, I'm finding I'm doing a heck of a lot now in the F&O space, and it's exciting. It's cool. It's like I think more and more Microsoft's move to break down the ERP CRM kind of silos at the product level has kind of led to it happening out in, in companies like our, the, the ones we work for. Tell me, so so with Alpha People, do you do things other than um, Microsoft business applications? Like do you do other type of consulting in uh, like Azure or even other um, non-Microsoft tech? Not really. Uh, if we take Asia, if we take uh, other areas, then it has been part of uh, a bigger solution that we're trying to, the issue we're trying to solve with the customer. But it is primarily at Dynamics or Power Platform. Uh, that we are that we're focusing on. Wow, and I find it interesting that you say that you've got a big presence in South America. So, like, is it Argentina or Brazil? Okay, Brazil, because I know of one Brazilian MVP. Or he originated from there. Lives in Melbourne now, Diego. Um, but I don't see massive presence in the in the community of Brazilians and or you know people from the rest. You know, 
I know of other South Americans that are, you know, now living in Spain, for example, and they, they, uh, you know, are big in the, in the biz app space, but, um, yeah, it'd be good to see, you know, um, uh, a greater presence in the community. Cause I think, you know, diverse cultures always brings something new and unique, um, to the biz app, some space. Tell me about how did you get into dynamics? How did you actually, you know, what was, and I'm talking about the very first thing was the, that, that point of exposure to dynamics. How, how did that happen? Well, that was in 2015. <laughs> I had just, uh, yeah, I was doing my practical placement uh, while studying for my Bachelor of uh, Sales and Marketing, uh, International Sales and Marketing. Uh, and then I actually was working for, as a marketing assistant, uh, doing pretty pictures, putting up stories and everything. So I was sitting together with the sales team and yeah, time and time again, I heard them whining about a system, <laughs> something that they had to fill in information, nothing was working, but the bosses were always at their back. They had no idea why they needed to do that. And I was like, okay, I had time aside from the, from the works that I was doing. So yeah, just look into the system. What, what is so terrible about it? And yeah. I, so I started off looking into it as from the user UI point of view and thought it was, wasn't that bad. Uh, but when I started more listening to the salespeople, I figured out it's because they have actually never gotten training in it. And then I, then I dug a bit deeper thinking like, okay, what is the system? Uh, who is owning it in the company and what is kind of the story behind it? And figured out that the whole problem was the fact that absolutely no one wanted to do anything about it. No one wanted to take uh, responsibility for it or train anyone in it. So it kind of made sense that no one uh, could find anything around it. So I asked my boss if I could uh, look more into it, see what I, if I could uh, take, uh, do something about it. If I could make it better. Well, anything was better at the point they were at at that point. And uh, then I started Googling. Um, so the first product I ever worked with was Dynamics CRM version 2011. Pretty program, very pretty, very. Yeah, I, I like that some customers right now call the dynamics that we have at the moment very corporate. They have probably definitely not seen the 2011 version, so I would call that a corporate one. Um, but uh, but then I started uh, looking, and then I came up with something called the CRM University, where we took all the salespeople, we took all the functionality that was in there, and uh, I created kind of kind of like Microsoft Learn is now uh, for, for the sales team, created some programs. Uh, they even got a nice diploma in the end and uh, and they loved it. And that we also kind of built upon. So every time there came a new update or feature that uh, they went through a new model uh, that they passed and then they got uh, yeah an additional diploma for it so that they could put it behind their desk, say, oh, I've passed that. So, and the great part, what I think is, uh, is it about the whole thing is that now, um, I, I left for another company, uh, and five years later, I could still hear, I still have contacts there. I can still hear that they're still running the CRM university. So having started something that they're actually still seeing value in is, is a great feeling. I love it. I love it. So, 
so starting from there, how did you then switch to, you know, obviously uh, you're an architect now. How did that journey to architecture come to from um, from doing that training to ultimately becoming a, 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 a an architect? Well, uh, I quit that job when I went to be um, to be a volunteer in the Summer Olympics. Uh, that so I, I took a month in, in Brazil, where I was traveling around Rio and uh, and then was a volunteer. And when I came back, then I had some time to think what I wanted to do. But one thing I knew was the fact that I wanted to research more on the dynamics area about the CRM part. Uh, so I yeah took. <laughs> A long shot, a really long shot, when I applied for a job as a technical consultant uh, in a company in uh, southern Denmark uh, on an island called Els, uh, in the company called Linac, which is pr- producing yeah uh, linear actuators to, to, to disks and everything that you basically need to make moving. Uh, and, um, and I actually got the job, which was, yeah, one of the best experiences of my life because I was so sure that I had absolutely no qualifications, knowing that I just had graced the top layer of, uh, of CRM. And then I had no clue about the technical side of things and everything. So, but uh, the five years there, and that also shows if you have the right boss, you have the right, uh, you're, you're given free hands to do what you want to do, uh, then the possibilities are endless. So I dug deeper. I started, uh, yeah, connecting with uh, different people in the community, started following uh, different people from the community. And so, yeah, reached uh, that deep that I actually in the end, uh, uh, learned JavaScript and C sharp for, for the, for dynamics. And, uh, yeah, uh, so, and yeah, then I started actually writing about the things that I'd learned because working with a system that was that old yeah, because in 2015 2011 version was already pretty old uh, and and then uh, the problems that they ra- raised and the, the solutions I could find and um, so that was afterwards I also led a project where we upgraded to 2016 and in the end also I ran a pro- uh, went through a project where we actually moved from on-premise to online so within those six years that uh, or five years that I was with that company, I actually managed to go through huge projects and steps uh, in dynamics and followed the yeah followed the travel also that the product has uh, gone through itself and uh, different possibilities and features that have come and are continuously coming from now. On. I like it. I like it. Vivian, I feel like I'd talk to you for ages because there's like, in my mind, I'm like, I know we've run out of time, but I'd like to talk to you about Dynamics Marketing and your experiences with that. Of course, you're speaking at Scottish Summit or you're involved in Scottish Summit as well, um, which I just think is fantastic. It's uh, great to see that in-person event, you know, being run in person um, this year again, um, which is exciting. Before I let you go, though, tell me any advice you would give to others um, that think that they perhaps want to become an MVP? Go for it. <laughs> uh, what it is, just do what you love. Do it with passion. If you just started blogging, if you just started the, uh, interacting with the community, don't dare to ask anyone. People are super amazing. 
I was totally terrified of every for everyone myself, uh, but just getting the first introductions in, you will soon be within the community and everyone is so amazing. So you'll love it. Definitely go for it. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again and see you next time.